0: Hello everyone, and welcome to season three of In Event Talks, a podcast powered by Eventland. This season, we are talking about digital human interaction, the future of work, diversity, and relationships. We're also going to have one of the most futuristic and technologically advanced leaders, speaking candidly about their experiences with event tech. Grab a drink, press play, and join the conversation. Hello, everyone. This is Vinnie here for my one more episode of In Event Talks. It's a pleasure to be in person live in our studio uh, with our special guest. And if you are joining us for the first time, In Event Talks, it's an original series that we talk about different topics for the event industry. We want to bring you creativity. We want to bring you new ideas and share from uh, DUI and innovation, all the important topics that matters for you. So now it's time to say hello to our guest, Shannon Taylor. Thank you for coming.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be in person.
0: Yes, uh, we're doing everything now remote, right? And being being in person, it it makes a total difference.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And for your for your day to day job, like uh, this is what you do, right? You are traveling, you are going to different events. Yeah,
1: absolutely. This is what I do. My hub is by myself, I'm working from home in my apartment. But you know, being in events every day, there's something after work. I'm you know throwing on an outfit and running out to an event or grabbing coffee with somebody. I mean, we're in the business of people. So as much as I do work from home, I definitely get a really great dose of getting out there and you know, experiencing the industry.
0: That's awesome. And uh, today you are the senior editor at Biz Bash, right? Yes. Yes. We were talking about like uh, your uh, journey so far to be in this position. So what do you, what do you want to share like a little bit about like uh, your background, how was this process to get at the senior uh, editor at the, the Biz Bash?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So hi, everyone. First of all, I'm Shannon Thaler. I am, I am the senior editor at Biz Bash, and I'm based in New York City. I'm originally from New Jersey, and I'm just creative. I've been creative my whole life. I grew up dancing. I was a musical theater kid. I tap danced professionally for a little bit and ultimately found my way into modeling. I was scouted by an agency called Marilyn here in New York City. And I was really fortunate to see a lot of success in that. And I took a leap of faith after high school. And I took a gap year. And I traveled the world. And I walked New York Fashion Week. And I shot for magazines. And it was great. And you know, along the way, I had my own food blog. And I loved cooking while I was away. And I always had this underlying love to write. And I eventually enrolled in an online degree program at Penn State University and studied media really, finally for real and writing. And I actually, you know, the industry, the modeling industry is one that has a lot of stigmas. People definitely, you know, it has a stigma of taking advantage of young girls and, and boys. And I took advantage of it right back though. Like I used it as a launching pad for my career and I was actually shooting the cover of a magazine and making small talk with photographers, like, what do you like to do? I told him I like to write. He asked if I, he's like, oh, I'm actually the editor in chief of this magazine. Have you ever covered an event? And I was totally like fake it till you make it mode. And I like, yes, I was like, I think I like was sophomore in college at the time. I had never covered an event. And so there I was like the next day, like at the event with him covering the event. And that's ultimately how I found BizBash, because I spoke to the events team and interviewed the people behind the event. And it was a woman who had previously worked for BizBash. And I, from there, bugged the editor-in-chief and eventually got an internship and found my way back to the events industry with a full-time job. And, you know, really, I think, tied a bow on modeling and did everything that I wanted to do and signed an exit contract. And now here I am. That is, <laughs> yeah. I think the so, photographer yeah. knows that story. I became really good friends <laughs> with him after that, but I don't know that he... If he truly knows that I fibbed in that moment, but.
0: But I, you were the one like uh, taking like uh, the, the the opportunity, right? Like say, I can't, I can't do it.
1: Yeah. And uh, yeah. I trusted you. Absolutely. That's definitely something my mother told me growing up is that your window of opportunity gets smaller and smaller, the older that you get. And so, yeah, that was definitely one of those things where it was like, I saw the opportunity and I, I was taking it because ultimately I knew that modeling was not my, all be all i wanted to write
0: do you miss modeling or anything in particular
1: i don't i don't um (laughs) yeah i mean it was great now
0: now you can maybe modeling on when you are on stage right you have been yeah i definitely get i get
1: that like camera work when i do on stage like MCing things for Bash, and that's great but i I loved modeling at the time and I loved it for what it was, but it's definitely, I'm on to what I think are like bigger and better things. And I get to really, you know, I had to prove myself a lot academically coming out of the modeling industry, but I finally feel sure of myself in that way. And I love being able to use that side of myself as well.
0: Yeah. I've seen this a lot like people from different industries shifting mm-hmm. to events, right? Like yeah. myself, I was in the engineering career. Right. right. And then I decided to a tech, tech company and mm-hmm. eventually we became a event event tech company uh, this is very common right do you have probably some friends in the industry that it was completely different uh careers right
1: yeah i mean i definitely think you know i'm uniquely positioned being impressed so i get to talk to everybody in this industry and i don't sell that necessarily sell them anything i'm just looking to tell their story and everybody has a really interesting story to tell and there's people who have come from startup companies who didn't have jobs and, you know, built something out of desperation, who came from other industries. I've, I've seen people who worked in media and events, was in a similar position as I was, and saw the events industry and the professionals that really do it, and then started their own events company. And so, yeah, this is definitely one of the most welcoming, I think, industries that you could ever be in. It, it's definitely, true. you know, I go on a lot of business trips by myself and it's never I'm never feeling like alone. They're, everybody's willing to talk to you. It's definitely a business of really welcoming, inviting people.
0: Yes. And, and at the same time, you all also needed to experience different industries in the mm-hmm. event industry, right? You needed to learn about finance. You needed to learn about technology. Yeah, yeah. You needed to learn about media, sports, right, and that it helps you to navigate. Also, if you want to change careers.
1: Yeah, it touches everything in a way that I think people not in the industry don't realize. And these gigantic corporations, too, like Google and TikTok and Snapchat, they all have in-house events teams. So there's event professionals in every sector of everything, and people just don't realize.
0: How much do you feel like uh, event professionals, and we were talking about uh, all the hiccups and horror stories we have, Uh, how do you feel they are truly heroes or sheroes, if we can talk about other women
1: uh... yeah absolutely i think there's something to be said about staying calm and cool and collected and yeah i think women are fierce and fearless and are great at that and i think there's definitely you know there's a lot of pressures around being a woman and you find a way you know whether it's something like i said before like faking it till you make it that there is like a level of composure that event professionals women have and especially in this industry that you have to have to be able to pull off a successful event so yeah i mean it's great to be in an industry that has you know women like that to look up to
0: that's perfect and and in the and in the hero uh aspect, do you have any particular hero that you like most, or oh I don't know any <laughs> or a particular movie? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm the farthest thing from a movie buff, so I'm not one. that I couldn't tell you outside of Wonder Woman the heroes that even exist. So, yeah. But I will say that in a real life setting, if there is any ob- objectively I'm not. Objectively, if there's any woman that is personifies what a hero is, it's my mother.
0: Nice. So and why?
1: Oh gosh, I think you know talking about adversity and staying calm and things going wrong and, and having to deal with it with grace. It is exactly what my mother has like personified her entire life and. She's um, you're yeah, like a she, therapist, and she's you. therapist. She's my therapist. She's my best friend. She's my role model. She has she's everything to me. And she's definitely, I think, no matter the industry, I mean, I've already in my career seen two different industries and she has given me things that I carry with through both of them. And yeah, she's she's a hero. That's perfect. They should make a movie about Colleen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so How do you see that uh, your your own skills and your insecurities to climb this industry? Um, Are you in the place you were dreaming like maybe five years ago? Uh, Where do you want to what are the the next steps you want to achieve? What are the the risks you want to take? Right. As was a big risk that you take that brought you here. So,
1: right. Um, I don't think I ever would have guessed that I would be here and. You know, there's something great about that and there's something scary about that. But um, I think looking forward, I definitely see myself just touching more aspects of media. Um, I'd love to be on Survivor. (laughs) So if anybody knows the CBS show Survivor, but no, career wise, I definitely see myself you know, being more in media, even more immersed. And yes, I'm a senior editor at BizBash, and I love what I do absolutely. But I also would love to work personally on some more things and projects, and who knows where that may lead. And I, I said recently too, like my future job might not even exist yet. Like there's people in C suites right now who have positions that deal with DEI and social media and analyzing analytics. And that didn't exist even a year ago. So I would say that it doesn't exist yet, but we'll see. Yeah.
0: But uh, ultimately you want to be part of the uh, creating content, writing content.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I forever want to be in content and media and I feel like it's a part of me too. That is definitely, I mean, it's a muscle that you flex, I think as well. And so when I'm not using it, I miss using it. And um, i always wanna be in media and content.
0: And communication, it's a strong part of our world, right? Like it's how to communicate, how to improve communications and and help other people to improve that skill.
1: For sure, it's the root of everything. And I think at the end of the day, events, event professionals or storytellers. And right. when you take on a brand or a client and you make a story for them, you're telling whatever story that this client wants to tell. And and I love that.
0: What was the best story you experienced in the last maybe six to 12 months visiting events? Uh, how did you see like they're putting the, the, the decoration, the food mm-hmm. and beverage, the reception? There was one in particular that... Uh, Yeah,
1: I mean I get to cover a lot of really amazing events, but one that I actually had the chance to attend was City Harvest Gala. And they do it annually. And you know, I think there's also an element of the fact that it's a nonprofit organization and it gives back to New York families in need um, is really special. And I think also, I mean, growing up, that was definitely an initiative that was important in my house. And, you know, I, ha- I remember this project when I was young and you had to, like, come up with something that, like, if you could cure one problem in the world, what would it be? And I remember mine being child hunger. And it lends itself to that. And this past year, like, everything that they do, like Charlie Puth performed live, and then they brought out one of the classes of an elementary school of with inner city children who, you know, most of them can't afford to have food on the table. And they sang alongside Charlie Puth. And I swear there was like not a dry eye in the room. And then Jeff Bezos gets up and does like an auction to send somebody to space. And it's these it's great to see like you don't always see this side of people with that level of wealth and Mm -hmm. authority in our society, like giving back and being like there with the children and. Oh my God! It was um, it was such an emotional, amazing, amazing evening. And David Stark Productions does the event aspect behind it every year, and you know, leading into like Robin Hood and Peter Pan and all those things. Like the the theme was windows, and so there were violinists, and their silhouette was like in a window. It was absolutely it was unbelievable. Um, yeah. And,
0: and where was it? it was in the it's at the
1: javits center in javits new york center, okay. in january so hopefully i mean time's coming around again this year yeah. i hope to be able to attend again but yeah that was definitely i think the deeper meaning behind that event was definitely one that like still resonates with me
0: yes and uh, that's a great idea for for corporations right mm-hmm. to support uh non organizations or even doing gala events for mm-hmm. uh, real um, the the things like you create emotion with people, right? Uh, Yeah. If you have a real emotion, people will remind and remember your brand for many, many times and recommend your business.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's a great opportunity for executives that wouldn't otherwise be, you know, in the room, like mingling with people to be there and to like, you know, put a face to a name and seem a little bit more approachable. And, you know, it's not every day, just like using the same that event as the same example that you see somebody like Jeff Bezos, like mingling in a room, seeming so human. Um, so yeah, those moments are really special and events are definitely a platform to do that. Nice. Yeah.
0: And uh, I was, I was reading your blog <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I saw one of the mantras that you wrote was, uh, you are allowed to be both a masterpiece and a work in progress simultaneously. Yeah. So how, how real this is for you and even for, for our event industry, right? Like, uh, you must be a masterpiece when you mm-hmm. put an event, but at the same time, there is always something that you can improve.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think, so that blog, it was called the Cutie Foodie and it's definitely, you know, maybe I'll resurrect it one day, but it was something that I used as kind of like my creative outlet while I was modeling. And, and I think that quote. I don't really remember where i saw it but it definitely resonated where it's like oh i'm showing up to set and having to be perfect my skin has to be flawless and my hair has to be perfectly colored and nobody can see like my real color but like i go home and i'm a mess i'm a hot mess and so <laughs> yeah you can be we famous. are
0: all, we're, we're all yeah
1: we're all you know, like we go to the
0: bathroom <laughs> and we do
1: exactly. all the shit. <laughs> right. Literally. And then it's just so, so I think, you know, you can carry that through any, any industry, but, you know, when it comes to events too, like you have this end product and you welcome guests and it looks amazing, but you don't, it, 10 minutes ago, they're like, the tables could have had like no tablecloths on them. And, you know, the events people could have been running around like chickens with their heads cut off. And, um,
0: and there is still probably something in the backstage that is going yeah, on, right? Exactly. For the
1: next, Exactly. Uh, the that's, the, that's the magic of it all, too. Um, and yeah, the people in this industry are able to pull off some pretty incredible things.
0: <laughs> yeah. And today we, it's so easy to be judgmental, right? To judge, yeah. to judge things and say, oh, this is bad or that's not mm-hmm. my standard. Uh, but uh, also because of the social media aspect, right? We are posting mm-hmm. everything all the time. So mm-hmm. we want it to be perfect on social media. So at the same time, people will judge as if we are not yeah. perfect.
1: Social media is curated, and in my bio, my um, on Instagram, it says a highlight reel because that's exactly what it is. It's a highlight reel. You don't see the moments that I don't want you to see. And you know, as real as people may quote unquote like want to be on social media, there's still a level of it that like people will never know and never, and that's okay. But just being transparent about the fact that, yeah, it is a curated feed and it's the best of okay. everything. Yeah.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah. And today we are living through like this uh, our personal and professional life, they're mm-hmm. all mingled, right? They're, they're all mingled for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, how do you look to your 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 schedule and you have like a work life balance on your schedule? We know how events are hard, you needed to travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you some, most of the time probably not an executive right, life, <laughs> right. yeah, right. and uh, all the the issues. So how you, how you manage this like your work life balance? Yeah,
1: work life balance is hard. I'm no expert because I'm a morning person. So the second I open my eyes, I'm checking my email. So um, definitely not an expert. But because I am a morning person, I think I try to like hard stop five o'clock. But you pick a time in the afternoon and you're like, you know what, I have a life and I have to log off afterwards. And I definitely also, I'm getting better at this. Um, But once a week in like the thick of the work week, like a Monday to Thursday, I'm picking a day and I'm going out with my girlfriends and I'm not talking about work. And you know, I definitely think I'm also I have a not
0: Can the smartphone all the time. No, yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. And I, am selective about my friends as well because I want to be with people that, like, I don't feel like, you know, are gonna judge me or I leave feeling empowered. Um, you know, I feel like everybody has like that one friend where you you go out with them and you're still only talking about work and and that's kind of like your identity is kind of wrapped up in your success of all of these things and then you leave like drained. Um, But, you know, I love a Tuesday night girls dinner where you just kind of feel re-energized and it's perfectly placed on Tuesday. So that Wednesday, you know, you're refreshed for the week.
0: Perfect. Yes. Yeah. And we, we needed to try to find a way to take care of ourselves while we are traveling. Right. Uh, For me, Mm -hmm. I I don't know how to do that. (laughs) If I'm traveling, (laughs) I don't, Exercise, it's it's awful. I needed you.
1: Yeah, it, th- that exercise and eating healthy becomes hard when I mean, you don't have control really over your circumstances. But I do love a good face mask on the plane. No shame. Just those like eye patches or face masks, like when they when you're like in the last hour before you're landing, just so you feel good, and sleep really. I think you know if you can't work out or eat what you want, you can at least control when you go to bed. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, work in progress. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice. That's perfect. And talking about the, the trends, right? This year, we heard a lot about uh, sustainability. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something very important, especially during the pandemic. We, we feel like and we saw research starting that the board was able to kind of recover from some mm-hmm. of the damage we made. But now we know how some bad impacts that the events industry bring in terms of sustainability. Do you think this is a a main tone for next year or what are the trends you see for, for next year?
1: Yeah, sustainability is huge. It's definitely top of mind right now, no matter who I speak to. And just, you know, coming off of IMAX, it's all anybody wanted to talk about. And it's admirable because I think people are really realizing like, gosh, like we're putting ourselves in a situation that might be irreversible. And what is that going to mean for future? Um, generations, and you know, I don't think anybody like we might not see the effects in our lifetime, or our children might not see the effects in their lifetime. But I think the ball the ball is finally rolling, and I'm seeing a lot of you know carbon calculators is like a big thing, and numbers don't lie, so it's a great step towards really seeing your footprint and seeing how you can make it a little bit smaller.
0: Any recommendation do you have for? people in the industry or for the brands how to become more sustainable with our booth. You know, we s- assemble all that booth. What are we going to do with right. all that thing? You know? Right.
1: Exactly. I mean, I think it's about like looking to the experts because they know best and you could say, I mean, you know, they teach you when you're so young, like reduce, reuse, recycle, but what is that action? what are actionable things? How do- what does that actually mean in the context of everything? So I think when you have something like an IMAX, you know, you'd hope that IMEX's leadership team is kind of pointing you in the right direction, or like here is a way. I know, like at the end of the event, there was a there were all these bins to like recycle your badge, and so you'd hope that they're also, you know, giving exhibitors ways to be a little greener.
0: Perfect. That's perfect. And another hot topic, like a very important trend, not just a trend, right? But something that we needed to fix. It's a uh, gender pay gap, mm-hmm. right? Um. Mm-hmm what are the things that you know that you would like to share? And I'm curious about like uh, maybe in the modeling industry, is there a gender pay gap reverse or?
1: Yeah. In the modeling industry, there is a reverse gender pay gap. Um, But everywhere else, yeah, there's a pay gap. Oh my gosh. I think, I I feel like I just saw recently that like women are still only making like 84% of what men make. And, you know, there, I have a lot of things to say on the topic, but pay at the end of the day is a really taboo topic and people are afraid to talk about it. And it has this weird, like fear around it. Like, oh my God, I can't talk. And the only reason that is, is because there's, there's differences. And if you talk, spoke about salary, then you realize just how different anybody, everybody's salary is. And then, you know, maybe we'd be all a little bit more on a level playing field. So, you know, I want to say, let's be more transparent about it. Um, But, you know, I'll say to women because I could just go on and on, but without getting into the details, like fight for what you're worth, because, you know, at the end of the day, like you only hope that your leadership here is you can get what you want, but you're going to have to fight for it. So don't be afraid to do that. Speak up. Nice.
0: Yeah. And now in New York, there is a new law I think was Mm -hmm. uh, this week that all the um, All the jobs, they needed to be very transparent about the the, uh, how much they're paying, right?
1: Yeah, I remember that was something when I was first applying for jobs, that it's just, it's crazy, like, that you don't know. And then especially, you know, your first job out of college and they ask you what you're looking for. You have, you have no idea. You don't know what to compare it against. And, and it's a different world than like when my mom was first entering the workforce. And so it's a hard thing to kind of ask for advice on, but they really don't give you many resources to like know how to navigate the world financially. And it, unfortunately it's all just kind of live, mess up and fix it and learn from that. So, you know, I hope, is that just like a New York state law? I,
0: I think it's New York state law or at least in the city, but okay. Probably. Yeah. Well,
1: yay, probably. New York city for being a little bit more progressive on that, but you can only hope that, you know, that just becomes a wider, more widely accepted piece of a, of an application.
0: Perfect, yeah, definitely it's something that we can improve together, right? Uh, yeah, and, and talk about this. It's all about like uh, having those conversations. Those mm-hmm. it's awkward conversations sometimes. It's hard conversations sometimes. You you needed to expose some some information that you want you don't want to, but it's the only way to come with better yeah. solutions, right?
1: Absolutely, you can't like fix anything without having the problem, nobody knows what to fix if they don't know if there's a problem. So if you're suffering silently and you're not telling your boss what you need or what you want, then how will they ever know what you need or what you want? And, you know, inflation definitely comes into play. And I think also having remote teams, depending on where you work in the country, can have a really big impact on how much your like life expenses are. And that all needs to be a part of the conversation because, you know, coming at it, I think, not from a selfish place, but from a place of like, I'm not just greedy for more money, like I need more money to live. And this is why. And this is the percentage that inflation has gone up. And this is, you know, the work that you're expecting of me is a much more valuable tactic, I guess, mm-hmm. to, yeah. to get what you want. But you definitely have to fight for what you want.
0: Yes, everyone. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: both sides. Right. Companies needed to fight to get more customers and yeah. revenue. Uh, employees needed to fight to get paid what they believe it's worth. It's the right uh, amount. So, yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, at event we we want to hire more, especially for our sales team. We want to hire more women to our sales team mm-hmm. and, and pay them the same the same amount that men is getting paid or even more. <laughs> we don't <laughs> mind like, paying more to, to women and help to reduce that gap.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We still have a ways to go.
0: So, yeah, we see because our industry is in some level, it's dominated by Mm -hmm. female. Right. Uh, But uh, we don't see that on some C-level positions and some boards. Yeah. Uh, How is it? uh, How do you see that? It's something that you believe it's a work in progress, probably more, we will see more women building more uh, event companies.
1: Yeah, I definitely think it's a work in progress. Absolutely. I think, you know, going back to the point of, like, there are in-house events teams at these big corporate companies that people don't even know about that, you know, more often than not are male dominated and unfortunately are not as progressive or that as we would like them to be. And, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of nuances in the workplace that women deal with that, you know are difficult to talk about and you have the, the piece of it that's like women are expected to have a family and you know there's all these stigmas around who your partner may be and, and like, do they provide for you? Like men are never in a situation where they're questioned, their identity is wrapped around like who their partner is and do they have a partner that can support them? It's like, no, they, they get the opportunity to stand on their own two feet and women should have the same opportunity.
0: Yeah, it's something that we should not ask, right? Not a question that we make, and uh, doesn't matter who is providing, like <laughs> for you and.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, biologically, and a, we are uh, both human beings, and so we deserve the, the same opportunity.
0: Yeah, there is a, a long way ahead that we are building, I think, like, uh, our generation and the future generations will do a way better job on this aspect because they are growing mm-hmm. up with those things in mind they
1: are yeah absolutely i can't wait till my generation and is in the position to be in you know c-suite positions and and make the difference that i think we're all really counting on yeah
0: perfect yes mm-hmm. uh, our team recently uh, wrote about this this article it calls five ways the woman king teaches events planners to be agile i think it was based on the uh, woman king uh, uh, movie mm-hmm. and the movie it's another tale of triumph of herrings who do not wear caps but are adorned with uh, cowries and braided crowns on their heads so they are leaders like uh, as as we have today in the world right you don't have a cape you don't have a crowd but uh, <laughs> right. you are building your team you are creating a uh, great content for for your customers yeah, you. uh I, we believe that we need both right like uh, as a world as a word as a society we have uh, all different genders uh, working together and building this together and fixing those problems, right? As you mentioned, either if it's ch- children, uh, children, uh, food or whatever it is, the, the topic we needed to fight for those changes mm-hmm. and, and talk and discuss. And events, it's a great platform to do that. So it's great to be part of this industry. Thank you so much for, for being here in our in-event talks. And I hope we're gonna we're gonna see around a lot, right? The Biz Bash events. <laughs> yeah,
1: i hope to see you around more. Um, definitely connect with me and Biz Bash, and you know join our LinkedIn community. And it's a great it's a great place to be. Yes. Thank, thank you, thank, Vinny.
0: Thank you, Chan. Thank you for listening to In Event Talks, a podcast by Eventland. If you're interested in joining our global community for event profs, use hashtag Eventland to find us on social media until next time have a lovely day